he expects crops. And even though he may not see nothing for several weeks, he knows, and that's the key, he knows that the tiny seeds that he planted has already begun a process of sprouting and growing. So as a farmer waits patiently with expectation for his crops because he knows that the law of nature and of the harvest is that he will reap whatever he sows. I want you to go with me to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Where it says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now, of course, when Paul wrote this, he wrote this in reference to giving. But the principle of sowing and reaping applies in every situation. That's why he says, for whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. I like the way the New Living Translation says it. It says like this, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. And this is the part I like. You will always harvest what you plant. Now, you and I may not be farmers, but if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, God has called us all to, be, to plant seeds. And I'm talking about planting seeds of prayer in the, in, in the hearts of people, in the hearts of men. That's what he's called us to do. And this is where prayer is like sowing seeds. Because prayer, like a seed, guarantees a season of harvest. And I want you to pay close attention to what I said. Because understand that God will not tell us to pray if he doesn't expect the prayers to be answered. God will not tell us to pray if he doesn't think it's going to be effective. God doesn't tell us to pray if he doesn't think it's going to make a difference. But there's a reason, there's the, the principle of sowing when it comes to praying will always be a harvest to reap. There will always be a harvest to reap. I'll say that again. When we pray, like the principles of sowing, there will always be a harvest to reap. And that's what I want you to get tonight. Go to Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 and listen to what it says. Verse 22, it says this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. But it starts out by saying seed time and harvest. The two go well together. One cannot do without the other. But I like what he says and how he ends that verse, it shall not cease. So the principles of planting seed and reaping the benefits of the seed will continue. So what makes prayer so effective is when we pray the word of God over the lives of our loved ones, over the lives of, of those of our children, of, of our marriage, of our circumstances. Because using the promises of God, that's such a wonderful, important thing. To pray the promises of God over our loved ones and whoever we're praying for. That's what makes it so effective. And again... When we pray this prayer seed, which is the word of God, it's God's seed. And because it's God's seed, you can expect a harvest. You can expect a great result from that prayer, from that seed. I want you to go with Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, one of my favorite verses. 
In verse 1, it says this, to everything, there is a season. I think the most important word here is the word everything. Everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, the word season simply means a set time or a proper time. So when we pray, there is a season, there is a proper time for harvest for all the seeds of prayer that we've sown over the years. Think about all the prayers that you've prayed for a loved one, for a child, for a relative, a friend, a boss, or somebody. And even though we've not seen any changes, like the farmer, he waits patiently for the result because he knows a result is coming. He knows and expects the, the, the harvest. So think about all the people that we prayed for and know that a harvest will come. I want you to say this with me. Those who are watching by live stream, I want you to say these with me, these words. Say this with me. My season for harvest is coming. Say it again. My season for harvest is coming. And like the farmer who planted seed into the ground, and even though he may not see anything happening, he knows, and again, this is the word, he knows that a harvest is coming. Understand this, when we go before the Lord in prayer with the word of God and praying with the word of God over somebody's life, the, the motions is already set, the law's already in, in operation. And so when that's happening, things are already happening behind the scenes. That's why I love that song, Waymaker, because in that, in that song, part of that song, it says this, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And so you see, it, it, this is the problem with so many of us that we become discouraged when we don't see things change. We don't, when we're praying for our children and nothing's changed. They're still acting wild and crazy. When we're praying for situations in our job and nothing's changed. When we're praying for our marriage and nothing's changed. But if you've been praying the word of God over the, the people's lives that you've been praying for, over your circumstances, know and believe that a harvest is coming. That's just the laws of nature. The law, the spiritual laws is in operation because you're planting the seeds of prayer. And the result of your seeds of prayer will always be a great harvest. Glory to God. And here's the thing. Our confession in our faith is like the watering of the seed that brings forth much growth. Are there hindrances to our prayers? Yes, there is. A lack of faith, a lack of confessing his word or speaking over the word, speaking the word over the situation, or over the individual. When we stop doing that or if we just stop praying altogether because we become discouraged. Those are hindrances to prayer. Those are hindrances to receiving a harvest. And I know some of you say, but I've been praying for years. Well, keep on praying. Because your harvest is coming. So when you don't see nothing happen, it's very easy to give up. It's very easy to become discouraged. It's very easy to throw up your hands and say, you know what? I'm done. But look at what 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58 says. And the Amplified Version says this, Therefore, my beloved brethren, he's talking to us, be firm, steadfast, immovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. How many of you believe that prayer is a work of the Lord? Well, prayer is one of God's many work. And he says, be steadfast and immovable. And he goes on to say, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing, there's that word again, and being continually aware that your labor or your prayers in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. So when you're praying, understand you are not wasting your time. Understand that when you're praying, you're not praying without purpose. Understand that when you're praying, it's not futile. Because your prayer is going to make something happen. God requires it. God expects it. Look in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Well, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. It says this, And let us not grow weary while doing good. And how many of you know that praying is doing good? Prayer is a good thing. Prayer is a God thing. It says, And let us not grow weary while doing good or while praying. For in due season, what does it say? We shall reap if we don't lose heart, if we don't quit, if we don't give up. That means if you lose heart, you will not receive a harvest. It's pretty clear and pretty plain. Now go to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. Prayer is much like casting your bread upon the waters. In verse 1, it says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. So when you're praying, it's like casting bread in the waters. And there may be many days or months before you see anything happening. But understand this, it will eventually come back to us if we continue to pray, if we continue to cast those bread upon the waters. Because it says, you will eventually find it. That's a promise. There's a consistency here. There's something that God wants to do continuously, and that is to continue to pray and not give up. And even when things get rough, even when things get tough, even when, you, when you're feeling tired, even when you're growing weak, that's the time to even step it up even more. That's the time to stop rising up and continue praying even more steadily, more, more urgently. Because understand this, when you're growing weak and tired, that's the devil telling you, okay, it's not working. That's the devil speaking into your ear saying, you might as well stop. You might as well give up. But don't give ear to the devil. Don't give ear or, or give place to your flesh. Know that you're doing something that's going to bring a harvest. By continuing your prayer, by continuing casting your bread in that water, knowing that in many days or even months, it will come back to you. Over and over, the scripture telling us to keep on praying, to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, to keep on knocking at God's doorstep. And God hears all of our prayers. If you do nothing, you get nothing. If you don't sow anything, you're not going to reap anything. If you don't pray, how can you expect prayers to be answered when there's no prayers to go up before the Lord? One of the things about prayer is this. When you pray, especially when you're praying for others, 
When you're praying for the salvation of your friend, of a relative, of a child, or a spouse, or whoever, your prayers will soften their hearts. Did you know that? You know, it's like a, a, a sculptor trying to take this huge rock and trying to mold it and shape it with a chisel and a tool and a hammer, trying to shape it and mold it, trying to get into all the hard edges. And that's what prayer does. It, it, it sort of hammers the, the, the heart until all the outer hardness breaks and, and falls until finally the heart is softened. When it's softened, then they're able to hear the voice of God and they're able to turn away from their sins. When you pray for someone else's heart, know it's their decision to respond. However, our prayers, what it does, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to come in to cultivate and soften that person's heart. And that's when that person begins to come and know and and acknowledge God. But we got to be willing to be consistent in our prayer and not give up and not quit. So don't stop praying for your child. Don't stop praying for your spouse. Don't stop praying for your friend. Don't stop praying for your relative. Don't stop praying for your boss. Don't stop praying for your neighbor. Don't stop praying for, for, uh, for your job. Don't stop praying for opportunities in your job. Don't stop praying for healing. Don't stop. Continue planting those seeds. And as you're planting in your prayer, as you're praying those prayer seeds, speaking the word over that individual's life, over the circumstances, believe, just like the farmer, expect and hope that a harvest is going to come at some point. Say this with me. My harvest is coming. Those of you who are watching live stream, say this. My harvest is coming. The Bible tells us that the God is the Lord of harvest. And this is, who, this is who we're praying to. Let me close with this illustration. And, and I'm hoping that this illustration will help us to have confidence in our prayer. Because I believe that many have already given up. Many have grown weary. Many are going through the motions because they stop believing. They become discouraged. They look at the circumstances and see that there's no changes. But I'm praying that this illustration will help us to build that confidence and to help us to begin to start becoming more prayerful. But we all know that the Supreme Court is the highest court of appeals, right? And there are many different lower courts that lead to the Supreme Court. And these, all these other courts may make decisions about certain cases. But if the Supreme Court decides that it wants to hear the ruling, the case, no matter what those courts decide, it becomes irrelevant. So if the Supreme Court wants to listen to an issue regardless of what the lower courts decide regardless of what they've done it becomes irrelevant and they have no choice but to surrender to the ruling of the supreme court right so i ask this question i don't know 
what court in your life made the decision for your life or over the lives of those that you're praying for. I don't know what court has ruled on your circumstances or the circumstances of those that you're praying for. It may be the, the court of, of your employer who, who decides that you're not going to advance from your current position. It may be the court of your finances that says you'll never uh, improve your lifestyle. It may be the court of, uh, of your medical doctor who says he can't fix your medical problem. It could be the court of others who says that there's no hope for you, there's no hope for your children, there's no hope for your marriage. But understand this, before you accept or settle on the ruling, because this is what happens, we settle. We, we get used to things not going where we hope it would go. And we get used to it and we settle in that. But before you settle on whatever ruling that has been made concerning your life, your circumstances, or the person that you're praying for, at least, please at least appeal before the Supreme Court. And allow the Supreme One to render the decision over your circumstances, over your children, over your marriage, over your friend, or whatever it is, whoever it is you're praying for. Let him be the one to render the ruling. Let him make the final decision about your life or your situation or the people that you're praying for. Because understand this, when God gets a hold of your case... Whatever court of, of your employer, whatever the court of your finances, whatever the court of your medical doctor or any other person, whatever decision they make, whatever position they take, whatever circumstances you might find yourself in becomes irrelevant because the Supreme One is looking over your case. And if I can encourage you tonight... To know that your pleas, your petitions is going before the Supreme One who has the final decision about anything you come to him about for whatever prayer request you may have for whoever you're praying for, know this. He's going to rule in your favor. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you all hearing me out there who's watching by live stream? This is for you. God wants to do some wonderful things so we can be happy and be confident when we pray because we know that the Supreme One is going to hear our petitions and he's going to take care of the matter. And we're going to expect a great harvest no matter when it happens. So don't worry about when. Just thank God for when it does happen. Know that it will continue. It will come to pass. It will come back to you. Amen. So tonight we're going to pray and we're going to focus more on souls because I know that there are many of us here tonight that have been praying for someone or maybe several people. And I believe that many of us have family members that need salvation. And, you know, with all that's going on in this world, with, with, with the turmoil and the racial and social unrest uh, with the virus looming, you know, and constantly being a threat. All of these things that's going on in this world. But yet, it can be a distraction for what God truly wants and desires. 
And that is that all men come to the knowledge of the truth. That all men be saved. That's God's sole purpose. That is God's whole purpose for us being here. And so tonight we're going to do that. We're going to pray for lost souls. Whoever it may be that you know that needs salvation. Even if you're a cranky boss that you may not want to pray about. But God desires that he, come, that he be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So let's pray for our bosses. Let's pray for our families. Let's pray for our marriages. Let's pray for our children, our grandchildren, all relatives, whoever it is that you know that needs salvation. And of course, we're going to continue praying for our nation. We're praying for unity, praying for healing, praying for racial equality and justice. We want to pray for our economy, pray for our leaders. Also want to pray for Pastor John and Miss Anita who are going away on vacation for a couple of weeks. We want to pray for their well-being. We want to pray for safe journey. We want to pray for that God will put a hedge of protection around them to keep them and watch over them and that they receive the necessary rest and relaxation that they could use and need. And so those are things that we pray, that we're going to pray tonight. But uh, let's pray first for our nation. And I want you to join me as we pray. Uh, And as you all know, we can all agree that our nation is a broken nation. Our nation has gone crazy. There's some crazy things going on in this world, especially in this country. We want to pray to the God, the Supreme One, who can make changes. Who can make the difference. And we're not going to look at the circumstances. We're not going to listen to what the news says. We're going to wait on the Supreme One. Amen. Would you join me? Let's go before the Lord. Father God, we lift up our nation to you. Lord, you know where it's at. You know how broken and how disruptive it it is, Lord God. You you understand, Father God, the, the pain the, the injustice, the unrest. Father God, you know that all that's been going on has affected everyone's lives, Lord God, in one way or the other. It's affected us financially. It's affected us socially. It's affected us physically. It's affected us spiritually. It's affected us, Lord, emotionally. But Father, we pray right now, you, God, who can do anything, who can change anything, who can alter lives and alter circumstances. We come to you right now in the name of Jesus to come, Father, and heal our nation. Fix our nation. Fix this country, Father God. (coughs) Let there be social rest. Let there be peace. Father God, I pray. Let there be unity. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, that you stop the division that has taken place. Your word says, Lord God, with their strife and division, there's every evil work. We come against that evil work right now. We take notice upon it in the name of Jesus. And we command it to stop and to cease in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you heal our nation. Heal the people of our nation. Heal our leaders, Father God. Set us right, Lord God. Fix our hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray for your perfect will, Lord God, to be done in this country. We pray, Father God, for your perfect will over our leaders, Lord God, that are leading this country, that are making important decisions, Father God, that can affect our lives. We pray for them in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, that they'll put aside politics, they'll put aside self-interest, self-agendas, whatever it is, Father, and Lord, that they'll focus on what really matters. And Father God, I thank you 
for making a difference in the lives of these leaders. We thank you that they'll come to know you in a personal way. We pray, Father God, for the salvation of our nation. We pray, Father God, that you prevent this nation from self-destructing, uh, Lord God. We pray, Father God, as your word says, that a house divided against itself shall not stand. It cannot stand. But, Father, we pray that you put us back together in the name of Jesus. Bring unity into this place, Lord God. Bring unity into our country, Lord God. And, Father, we pray continuously, Lord God. Lord, that even though all we hear is bad news, bad reports, but Father, we look to you to make the difference. And Father, we come together joining our faith, Father God, speaking the words over the lives of our leaders and over our nation, Father God. Planting those prayer seeds, Father God, over their lives and over this country. And Father, we pray and, 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 and await, Lord God, this great harvest of peace, great harvest of unity, a harvest of healing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for getting our economy back to where it was. Father God, to make our economy strong. But Father, make the people even stronger. Father, we pray. We pray, Father God, that you bind this division, Father. You, you stop the violence, O oh God. Stop the hatred, Lord God. And we pray for peace. Father, we pray that you rise, raise up leaders, Lord God. Lead us, Lord God, who's after your own heart. That will take place, that you will place them strategically, Lord God, in our governments. To help make a difference, Lord God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, these leaders, Lord God, whose interest is to bring unity and, and, and peace, Father God, in our country. Lord, we continue to lift our nation to you, Father God. We, 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 we bring our, our, our petitions before you on behalf of our nation. Father, we're pleading with you, Lord, hallelujah, to bring healing and restoration, Father God, in our country. Get us back to where we need to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you that even in the midst of all this confusion, as you hear our prayers, Father God, you're already doing a work. Even though we cannot see it, even though we cannot feel it, yet you're still working. Glory to God. Thank you for peace. Thank you for bringing unity. Thank you for bringing healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for bringing racial equality into this country father god thank you father god for ridding uh, us of of the systemic racism lord god that exists father that you remove it in the name of jesus from every system in this society and father we pray for healing we pray father god for justice hallelujah father god with the mess that's been created, Father God, we look to you to clean this mess up. But Lord, I thank you for calling on the saints to begin by going on our knees and bringing it before you, Father. Because that's where it begins. That's where it starts. And so, Father, we do warfare in the spirit. As we come against every evil, every division, every, every, 
evil work, every sinister plan that the devil has for disrupting this country and bringing division and, and violence and, and disunity, Father God. And we come against him in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come before you and make our appeal before you, Father God. And we thank you for rendering a decision that will bring peace, unity, and healing in our country and among the people. And Father, we pray that you raise up the believers, Father God, to stand tall and not compromise their faith, but to be able to carry out your will, Father God, on this earth. And Lord, to be more active when it comes to reaching souls. And Father, adding more into your kingdom, because that is the commission that you've given to us. And so, Father, we pray that even in the midst of all this, Father God, you cause us to, to lead others to the Lord Jesus so that many will be added to the land's book of life. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you and we honor you, Father God. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and the praise for your goodness and mercy. We thank you, Father God, for bringing uh, the answers, Lord God, to every problem in this country. Thank you, Lord God, that you have the answers, that you have the solution, because you are the solution. And so, Father, we thank you. And we honor you, Father God, for hearing our prayers and answering those prayers as well. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. And Father... We pray for all those, Father God, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our the workplace, Father God. Because your word says, Lord, that you want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And Father, we pray for souls. We pray, Father God, that many souls will be added to your kingdom. We pray, Father God, for our... Acts chapter 2 revival, Lord God, where thousands were added to your kingdom in one day. Father, we pray. There are many who are lost, and we pray, Father God, for their salvation. Those who are members of our own family, Father God, we have those who are in our own family who need salvation, who need to know you, Father, who needs a change in their lives, who needs to be restored, Father God. We pray for them whether it be our, our brother, our sister, whether it be our, our parents, whether it be our spouse, whether it be our children, Father God, our neighbor, our relative. Father, we lift them up to you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we commit our day, our lives every day, Father, bringing before you, Lord God, our petitions on their behalf. Father, they will stand in the gap and intercede for them, Father God, until Christ be formed in them. Father, we pray, Lord God, for those in our family, our friends, Father God, those, Lord God, that are around us, those that we know, those who we're familiar with, Father God, those that we work with, we pray for their salvation. We pray, Father God, for a great revival. Father God, we pray for a great awakening, oh God, hallelujah, in their lives, but also in, the, in this country, Father God. Oh, my Lord, hallelujah, Father God, hear our prayers tonight. Listen to our pleas, oh God. And touch the lives of those that we've been praying for, Father God. And Father God, we will not be discouraged 
because we don't see any change. We just believe, Father God, as we continue to, to plant the seeds of prayer, we know that a harvest is going to come. And so, Father, we thank you for the harvest of our children, the harvest of our family members, the harvest, Father God, of our friends, our, our co-workers, Father God. We thank you for bringing them into the kingdom. We thank you for delivering them, Father God, from the power of sin and death. We thank you for delivering them from drugs. We thank you, Father God, for delivering them, Father God, for anything that, for any strongholds in their lives. Father, we pray and continuously pray as you soften their hearts. Lord God, as the doors are open to their hearts so that the Holy Spirit can come in and begin to cultivate and soften their hearts. That they can come to a place where they can hear your voice, Father God. And begin to make the necessary journey of walking away from sin and walking towards you, Lord God. Father, we pray as you tug at their hearts. As we lift them up to you, Father God, whoever it may be. We thank you that your work has already been done. Your work is already continuing. The seed has already been planted. And their hearts are beginning to soften. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for saving our family, saving our friends, saving our neighbors. We thank you, Lord God, for saving those that we bring before you in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for their salvation. Thank you, Lord, for their deliverance. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for bringing revival in their lives. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, may they come to know you more personally and more intimately. May they come to know and experience your love and your grace. May they experience your mercy, O oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness, O oh God. Thank you for being so faithful, Lord. Thank you for being so faithful, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I was just encouraged as I was praying. And I'm reminded of the time when I first got saved. And I remember the process that it took for me to come to that place of salvation. And I remember it wasn't something that happened overnight. But I remember the process that God sent certain individuals in my life to drop a seed into my heart. And over time, that seed began to grow and develop until all of a sudden I became more aware of God. And all of a sudden I began to want to know this God. And as I got closer and God began to send more laborers my way, I finally, and I remember to this day, the night that I finally gave my life, when I finally surrendered, when I finally stopped running, 
when I finally stopped fighting and struggling. And I was working as a security guard at a bank in the third shift. And I walk into the president's office because I would normally do my rounds every hour. And as I was doing my rounds, I stopped in the president's office. And I closed the door. Not that there was anybody there, but I closed the door anyway. And I dropped to my knees and I just cried out to God. And I just surrendered. I said, Lord, I know you're real, so come into my life. And I don't know if I prayed right or if there was any, a certain way to pray. I just knew that I just opened up my heart and I said, Lord, you're real. And I need you to come in my life. From that moment on, my life took a change. And I share that with you because I want, it's almost like God wants to remind you of when you were saved. And the process that it took for you to get to that place. Well, the same process is being, is being done also with the people that you're praying for. And that's why I think God wants to encourage us. Because if we look at our own lives, we thought that maybe we were uh, uh, an, an impossible task. But God knows how to soften our heart to the point where he brings us down to our knees and, and humble ourselves and, and come to the realization that we are nothing without him. The people that you're praying for are going through a process. And we continue to pray. God will continue to do, begin that, continue that process in their lives until their hearts become softened and they begin to hear the voice of God. And make that decision to give their lives over to to the Lord. If it was possible for you, it would be possible for them. And so I just wanted to share that word with you because I believe it's a word that will encourage us. And and be encouraged to know that the people that we're praying for, their time will come. Their time is coming. Amen. At this time I want to just uh, take some moment just... For you, just go before the Lord and just begin to have that heart-to-heart talk with God. And if there's someone in your life that you want to bring before Him, do it now. But do it with confidence and do it with an expectation. Do it with a different attitude. Do it like you know it's going to happen. So whoever it is that you're praying for, I want you to do it right now. Okay, just take this moment to, to pray for them. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for Pastor John and Miss Anita. Father God, we lift Pastor John and Miss Anita to you right now. We pray, Father God, for safe journeys. We pray for traveling mercies as you bring him safely uh, to their destination, Father God, and bring them safely home. We pray, Father God, that you put a hedge of protection around them, keep them, protect them, and keep them safe. Father, we also pray, Father God, that you give them the rest that they need. Father, that when they come back, they'll be spiritually rested, physically rested, mentally rested, Lord God, emotionally rested, Father, and be refreshed and strengthened, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that they'll enjoy their time together. We pray, Father God, that, uh, that in their journeys, Father God, that you begin to minister to them, Lord, during their times of quiet time, Lord God, we pray that you begin to speak to them, show them things to come. We pray, Father God, that you will inspire them, Father God. 
and just begin to minister to them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your will and purpose for their lives. We thank you for the work that you're doing through them and continue to do through them, Father. And Lord, we just give you all the glory and praise that you keep them healthy and strong. And we thank you for bringing them to us safely in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just give you all the glory and praise and all of God's people who agree with that say, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Before we close out the service, let me just ask if there's anyone here who never given their lives to the Lord. And as I'm looking around, I see, and I know almost everyone here, um, but by chance if there's someone here who may not have given that op- had that opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity tonight. Those who are watching by live stream, if you've never given your life to the Lord, this is the time to do that. We're in a very critical time of our lives. We're in the midst of a crisis. And if there's anyone, and if there's any time that we need the Lord more than ever before, this is the time. And so if you'll join me and just say this prayer with me, Uh, And when you say this prayer, I want you to mean it with all of your heart. Say, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to come into my life. I acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross for my sins.